this is Drew Ross. Welcome to the Better You Love Drew podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. We have a unique type of topic today, and it's going to be about sports, and in particular sport, which is golf. I just played my first full round of 18 on Friday, and I had a couple of thought patterns that I like noticed before I went on the golf course, while I was on the golf course, and then after I had left, some of those things actually came up today. So I want to talk about those things. It's going to be analogy filled. It's going to be mindset packed. The goal here is that you're stripping the messaging so that you can find your own examples and apply it to something that's going on in your life currently. None of this has to be applied directly to a golf course. A lot of this can be applied to things that you're currently experiencing. There are a couple things that we're going to be going through, a couple examples. So find real life examples for each of them and then see how they can be directly applied. That's the goal. Moral of the story is that I'm an amazing golfer and I'm going to tell you how my mindset got me there. The first thing that I want to talk about is I was in Grandfather Mountain last weekend, got there on Thursday, left on Sunday. I was part of the groomsmen party. And so that meant on Friday, during our first full day there, the day before the wedding, we all had a scheduled golf round on the books. And that was sort of the jumpstart to the entire weekend. It's interesting because I was in Grandfather Mountain. That weekend, also a hurricane was coming to town. And to town, I mean, like it was hitting the East Coast. So I was periodically checking the weather to make sure that we would be all set up for success when we were on the golf course. Because as you know, golf is an exterior outdoor sport. So weather conditions have to be A-OK to be able to play the sport. As I kept checking the weather, I was just like, what should we be experiencing? Obviously, we want it to be sunny. It's okay if it's cloudy. We don't want it to be too hot, so somewhere in the 70s is great. And then we don't want it to be too windy, so when we hit the ball, the ball doesn't get carried away. Those are sort of like ideal golf environments, in my opinion. Obviously, this is nothing that I can control. So I was just monitoring the weather to make sure everything was going to be good to go. Something else that I was thinking about was like thinking about my mindset and how it could mirror like ideal golf weather conditions. And I was like, if I, I know I'm going into this for the first time, a full round of 18, I'm playing with people who are experienced golfers. Like there were some older gentlemen that were playing. They've been playing golf for a while. There was even a pro golf athlete that was playing one group ahead of us. Like we had all types of experience levels. So I was like, what do I want to make of the situation when I go into it? So my mindset was important. Something that I knew is that I wanted my mindset to mirror like ideal or A-OK golf weather conditions. So I was like, if I could have a sunny, partly cloudy, 72 degrees, not too much wind type of mindset, what would that look like? And then I was sort of hyping myself up when I was like arriving to the golf course. I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to be so good at golf. I know I have really good hand-eye coordination. Like I was looking at all the reasons as to why it was going to go really well. Mind you, I've played nine holes before. I've been to golfing ranges. I've played putt-putt. I've done simulators. These are all not things that I've done in a recurring fashion. However, I knew some of the strokes that I was best at. So I was really looking at some evidence as to why I was going to be able to try and keep up with the group or just have a good time and finish the holes. Another thing to look out for, I could have amazing 
golf conditions, weather conditions. It could be sunny, no clouds, 72 degrees, no wind. But the thing about it is like gusts of wind happen. Sometimes people are in their backyards using a lawnmower when you're in your backswing. A bird can chirp in your backswing. There are many elements that you just can't totally remove from the environment. So I made sure to incorporate that into my mindset as well. Like I knew I was going to have shots that I wasn't necessarily going to love. I knew that some holes were going to be harder than others. Like I knew that there were going to be things that would sort of throw my mindset off. So by no means was I going into this is going to be the best mindset, the perfect mindset, positive thoughts only. I was just like hyping myself up for great weather conditions and then also preparing myself for those thoughts or shots that would come in that would sort of knock me off my game. With the weather, it can turn in a moment. There are things that we can't expect weather conditions. So that was my mindset strategy. If you're going into something and maybe it's new, it could be foreign, you haven't done it in a while, how are you shifting your mindset so that it's setting you up for success, but you're also preparing and expecting that it's not always going to go according to plan because it shouldn't be perfect. It's just possible that you can really prepare yourself and go ahead and try and identify those things ahead of time. That's the first thing. I kept score for the first nine holes. And I didn't keep score for the second nine holes for myself because it was super comparable to what I shot on the front nine. However, if I had handed my scorecard over after the first nine holes to a pro at the golf shop and been like, hey, check out my score. What are your thoughts? They wouldn't, as an experienced golfer, be like, wow, this is an incredible score. From their perspective, they probably would have looked at me as a beginner, somebody who doesn't play golf that often. But that has no effect on my mindset or what I believe about my skill set when I am on the golf course. When I was looking at my scorecard, I was honestly impressed. I was like, I'm finishing the majority of these holes. Not a lot of these scores are double digits. Like I shot over 100, over 18 holes. Some would constitute that as a terrible score. I was constituting as, wow, I can't believe you actually finished the majority of these holes a lot of these numbers that you were shooting were close to par. Like there were just a lot of positives on my end that I was looking at. I mentioned earlier that I was playing with a bit of an older audience in one of the groups who are experienced golfers. There was also a pro golfer who was playing with us as well. My mindset wasn't to try and keep up with them. It wasn't to, you know, be like, dang, they birdied this hole. I got a double bogey. I'm lesser than because of that. I went into it and I was like, I really want to learn from these people that are advanced. And if I have a shot that goes right when it should have gone straight and they're watching, what can they tell me about that swing that's going to help me improve? It's uncomfortable, but it's helpful. I wasn't in the comparison game. I was focused on my game and my game only. And if I could learn from the games of others, that'd be great. But I wasn't going to let their scores or their performance inhibit the way that I was showing up for the sport that day. Something else to note and moving into the next segment of this is the obstacles that came up while I was on the golf course. So with every hole, none of them are the same. They might be similar, but they're not exactly identical. So ideally, right, it would just be a straight shot, open fairway, large fairway, and just no bunkers or trees or lakes or water features, none of that, or rocks. The goal was to avoid all of that or have a golf course that does none of that, but that's just not the reality. So each time we stepped up or drove up to a new hole, we got to see a new set of obstacles. 
I wasn't letting those obstacles be a reason that I shouldn't go for like a hole in one or like drive over the creek or, you know, make me scared to still hit the fairway if it was in between a bunker and a water feature. Like I was still going for all of the best possibilities amongst those obstacles being there. Also, I wasn't letting like a bunker or aiming for a bunker be a problem because if I ended up in the bunker, I was going to experience a new shot. I was going to be able to use a new club. It was going to be a new opportunity for me to hit another great shot. So when these obstacles were coming up hole after hole, I was like, how can I look at these as not necessarily in bandages, but not reasons to be like, well, there's a bunker and a water feature. There's no way I'm going to be able to hit it on the green. It just made me more enticed to make it happen. And then if I ended up in a bunker or hit a tree or a rock or I'm in the rough, not exactly where I wanted to be, all I was served with was a new opportunity to use a new club in a new type of golf setting and see if I could learn something new there. That was the idea when these obstacles were coming up. I was like, I have something here that's sort of in my way, but I'm not going to look at it as this is in my way. I was like, this is an opportunity for me to learn something new. And I'm already in my head about the golf shot. Potentially, I'm not going to let these obstacles be a doom and gloom type of situation. I looked at them as opportunities rather than obstacles. And that was important. Another thing that was common for me was like when I hit a good shot, I would always step up to the ball and be like, wow, that was incredible. Or I'd always try and celebrate myself after every single shot that I hit, no matter what it was. Obviously, if I ended up in the fairway, I was a little bit more hype, a little bit more ecstatic. But as long as the ball was moving forward and it was closer to the green, that's all that I was concerned about. Because I could hit a tee, I could hit like a hit a drive. And it could end up in some long, thick rough or just like right off the golf course. But that didn't mean that I wouldn't be able to get it in the fairway next shot or make it on the green on the next shot. Like the positioning of each shot, as long as it was moving closer to the pin, that's all that I was concerned about. It was like little baby steps to get it closer to the hole. And that was sort of a celebratory type of mindset that I was taking. Like I was like any direction towards the pin is something that I'm absolutely looking for. And I feel like with a lot of our goals, we're like, when we take a step, it needs to be the best shot ever. Like it needs to be in the middle of the fairway. It needs to be over 300 yards as a drive. But like, what if just looking at moving closer to your results or the goals that you're trying to accomplish as just framing it as like, Am I moving closer to the pen and just making it a yes or no question is really, really helpful. And just recognizing that the steps that you're taking are all moving in the right direction. And that's all that matters. So I was really in my head about I'm going to celebrate this good shot that I hit. And I'm not going to think about the next shot until I've gotten to the ball. Like if I drive and it goes into the rough. I was only focused on celebrating that one shot because it was closer to the pin. And then when I got up to it, I was like, okay, let's focus on the next thing. So I was like hyping myself up before the shot, celebrating the shot. And then I was also just really focusing on one moment at a time. And that was really helpful rather than being like, well, that was a great shot, but I know I'm going to mess up the next one. No, I was focused on one shot at a time, really celebrating one opportunity, one closer to the pin moment at a single time. Another thing that was coming up for me was the land of possibility. For the third time, I've mentioned the experienced golfers that I was playing with. And I don't know this for sure, but I believe that a lot of the people that were there have never had a hole in one before. 
But just because it was my first time playing a round of 18, I still had as good of a shot as they did to get a hole-in-one. So I didn't get a hole-in-one, but I kept like just playing that on my head, like on a par three, like if I chipped it in. Like, what would that be like to be like, I have just as good of an opportunity for a hole in one to happen on this hole. Like being in possibility was just a really cool experience because I wasn't letting my experience on the course be the reason that I, it wasn't going to be possible. I was just determined to make it happen. It didn't end up happening in the end, but like, I do believe that it increased my chances just having that determination, given the experience wasn't as highly stacked as the others. So I think what we do a lot of the times is we look at experience in a certain setting and let that determine the performance ahead of time. But something that I like to look at is like, what if my determination was far more important than my experience in a specific situation? In this example, it's a golf course. So I'm still opening my idea and realm up to you don't have to be a golfer for 10 years to experience a hole in one even if you're playing a round of 18 for the first time so think about that if you're starting something new yes it generally takes time and a good amount of work but sometimes it happens a lot faster than you might think my mindset in that situation i was just like i'm going to be out here and be like i know that i could finish this 18 with a hole in one under my belt and that was cool to experience there were a lot of changes that were coming up. And I mentioned this earlier, but no hole is the same. So every time I would roll up to a new hole, hole number nine might have been a par three, hole number 10 was a par five, hole number 11 was a par four, you could have, you know, three par threes in a row, a a par four and a par five, I don't even know if that's possible. But I believe that sometimes that happens. And so I was just open to changes in the environment and in the scenery. And I feel like that's a big thing to recognize in our day to day lives is like, it's not a linear path to get to where we're going. My round of 18 was filled with all types of different environments as I was moving through the golf course. And so normalizing the experience as things are going to change, things are going to shift, that's not a problem. If I can do a par five, I can do a par three. I've done a par four before, so that means that you know I, I can do a par five as well. Maybe it's just going to be an extra swing. But I wasn't letting the changes in environment mean, oh, I'm better at par threes than I am par fives. I was just like every hole that I ro- kind of roll up to, I have a golf bag of experience that I can lean on or I have every club that I need to make it through this hole. That was really important for me. The final thing that happened before we even started the the entire round, the groom's father was giving away a lot of golf balls to a lot of the golfers before we even went out on the course. Like it was like, I think 12, like it was like three or four sleeves. Like it was a good amount of golf balls. I never got a set just for some reason. I wasn't forgotten about, but it just, I didn't see him before or like it just, the golf balls weren't handed over to my possession. So I went out there with like five golf balls and my mindset was like, I am going to use every single one of these golf balls. And there's a potential that I might not even need more. And so when I looked at the five golf balls, I was like, this is more than enough to make it happen. The resources that are available to me right now with these golf clubs and the golf balls that just came with the golf cart, that is all that I need to make it through a round of 18. And all I had to do was borrow one or two extra balls from someone else that was in our group to finish the round. Like I didn't need 12. 
I only need seven. And I think a lot of sometimes what we do is we think that we don't have enough resources to make things happen. But what if all the resources that are in your possession right now to go after the thing that you're really thinking about is more than enough to make it happen? So five golf balls, even though I didn't have 12, I didn't make it mean anything about me being able to finish the round of golf. A lot of the things that we talked about here is like shaping your mindset, not for it to be perfect because it won't be, but just shaping your mindset to be like, things are going to go really well. If I really hype up the positives and the pros, that's going to help me perform better. And I can just expect that my thoughts, sort of my mindset isn't going to be perfect the whole time. And that can just be expected. We also talked about comparison, focusing on the tunnel vision for your lane. And if you're going to look at your surroundings or other people that are doing the same things that you are or something similar, what can you learn from them and not make it mean something about your performance? Their performance can be a, a reason that you're learning rather than getting down on yourself about where you're currently located. The obstacles let them be part of the process and don't let them mean that your performance is going to be inhibited because they exist. All that's happening is that when you're hit with a bunker or sort of a deep rough, you just get to look in your golf bag of resources for a new club that maybe you've never hit before. So you get to learn a new shot and it could end up being the best shot that you've ever hit. Being in those situations in the bunker, you could learn that that type of environment is something that you really excel in. And the celebration Obviously, we want to celebrate one thing at a time. We don't want to have four really good shots and then one bad one and then only be thinking about the bad shot that we hit. So as long as you're moving closer to the pin, it doesn't have to be an ideal direction. As long as you're just hitting the ball, getting closer to the pin, moving in the right direction, that's something to be celebrated because your first shot can end up in the rough. It's closer to the pin. That's great. And then your next shot could be even better. And then you're back in the middle of the fairway or on the green. So don't let one shot be the reason that it throws off your next shot. And also make sure that you're celebrating those moments. Because when I was getting hyped up about, wow, that was a great shot, I was just like, I can't wait to replicate that again in the future. The land of possibility. Sometimes we look at our experience and we make that mean something about the performance that's upcoming. What I like to think about is that my determination to get a hole in one even though it was my first ever time playing a round of 18, I knew that I had just as good of an opportunity to get it from the tee box and into the hole on my first shot as anybody else on that course. And that made the round way more fun. And then just recognizing that your environment is going to change. Situations are going to change from hole to hole. It's not going to look the same. We all know that. But embracing that as part of a really fun new landscape environment it's not a linear path to get there, and we really get to enjoy the changes in scenery, going from a par 5 to a par 3 to a par 4, back to a par 3, back to a par 5. It's just a cool landscape change, and it makes the process way more fun. So if you're, if you're experiencing shifts or you're like one day isn't looking like the same or I wasn't expecting this, I wasn't expecting to go from a par 4 to a par 3, how can you just recognize that you're good in any environment and you have all of the resources that you need to make it happen? The resources that you have right now might be everything you need to have a super successful shot and opportunity at the game that you're trying to play. I had so much fun on the golf course. I promise you if I played golf like every day, I would definitely be on the professional tour Regardless, it was really fun to sort of look at these analogies post the golf performance and be like, where else can I replicate this? 
It was like a little bit of like an entrepreneurial type of mindset game that I was playing after the round was done. But I do know that my mindset going into it and during the golf game was reason that I was having such a good time and having such amazing conversations after the game about I can't wait to get back out there. I look forward to playing the sport again. All good things. Where can you take these analogies? Make it so simple and easy. Don't overthink it. But where are these analogies? Like where can they be replicated in the goals that you're trying to achieve? The mindset is so important on this one. And it made that entire experience last Friday a really good time. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed all these little sports analogies. It's so out of my realm to be talking about sports, but I'm glad that we're able to do it. I'll be back next week with another episode. I hope you all have a great weekend. In what ways are you tapping into the best version of yourself on a daily basis? Maybe you've been following me since the beginning, or maybe this is your first ever Better You Love Drew podcast episode. Regardless, if you like what you hear on the podcast and want to take this information and apply it to your life today, that's what I'm here for. Working with a life coach helps make your already amazing life even more amazing. It's possible to set up really big goals and achieve them. And it's possible to change the way you are currently operating to show up daily for a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. It's also a lot easier than you might think. Instead of thinking success like that happens to other people, let me show you how you can do it for yourself. Book a consultation with me via Instagram at Drew Ross Coaching. You can also do it via my website, DrewRossCoaching.com, or by sending me an email, DrewRossCoaching at gmail.com. The time is now and you are ready, I promise you. See you in the consultation.